Hey, Nivet. Hello. Hey, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Axel. Wait, because uh, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm still in the middle of cooking, and uh, oh, let's no. give others a few more minutes. But feel free to ask me questions uh, uh, and all that. Hey, Heidi. Hey, Brady. Yeah, uh, let's just give others like a few more minutes. And uh, but uh, Nivet is on the caller uh, queue, and you know what, Nivet, I'm going to make you the speaker. As a matter of fact, what? Why not? <laughs> and I'm going to invite Brady and Heidi also. Feel free to come back. Hi, July, and feel free to call in. Uh, my apology first is that I am in the southern tip of uh, Florida, uh, in a place called the Everglades National Park. So the cell phone signal is not that great. So please bear with me uh, if something did not it sounds goofy, and please uh, text me. If you guys believe I'm, I'm, I'm losing the signal and all that. So it's a beautiful day here. It's kind of a record cold uh, uh, in the past day or two. Today's, I think it's like 49 degrees in Florida, southern tips of the Florida. So it's, uh, it's just, uh, but now it's the sun is shining. It's, you know, gradually, you know, warming up. And, and and all that, so it's great. So uh, you probably hear the generator running in the background. It's because I'm still. I think there was ten more minutes I need to cook in this rice cooker for my brunch. Be careful, and, uh, because the temperature swings could be uh, extreme. Like one minute yeah, in the cold front, and yes. minute you you're uh -huh. hundred degrees. Yes. Hey, uh, Jose, I'm going to take you as a caller. Just give me five minutes. So let me just tell you, uh, I am a f little bit afraid of like a. Because I had a like a rabbit jumping into my van in in Treasure Coast area of Florida. I had a crow, uh, you know, you know, perching uh, perched on my uh, on the back door of my van, checking out my you know interiors. <laughs> and uh, I'm afraid in Everglades some pythons or some snakes will sneak into my room while I'm asleep. So uh, I'm going to be a little bit concerned. So. The colder, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So, so, so that's that. And uh, let me t uh, take Hossein as a caller. July, feel free to call in. Uh, yeah. If he starts advertising, don't waste too much time on it. Um, just a heads up. Uh, sure. Sure. Go ahead, Hossein. Are you there, Hussein? Okay. No worries. I think I will be able to get started. Uh, give me just one second. Okay. Okay. So, so good morning again, everybody. So today's is uh, July. Sorry, January the fifteenth, twenty twenty-three, and uh, today's episode is about. Uh, the browning of the bench, judicial bench. The uh, the, the 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 title I put there is uh, yet another white victims of judicial white privilege. Uh, the reason I changed that is this: Al Sharpton recently published the uh, uh, op-ed in the Wilmington News Journal, 
which on the website is called the Dalloway Online, one word, dot com. So he talks about this female African-American judge. Let me make sure I read her name correctly. Her name is Tamika Montgomery Dash Reeves, R-E-E-V-E-S. Tamika spells T-A-M-I-K-A. Oh, by the way, I have, you know, for the longest time, I do not understand why African-Americans spell their name differently. I totally understand, you know, since I get on this project, since 2016. And as a matter of fact, you know, I have a Chinese first name and I have an American first name, say, pretending that's a Peter. And every time I apply, like, for example, I recently applied for this uh, YMCA membership and the membership service representative is African-American female. And I show her my full legal name. And she intentionally put my Chinese first name on the YMCA card. Because it seems to me, she, to me, you know, she, you know, African-Americans, you know, they just strongly believe that we are from Africa. We are from different world. And uh, we don't want names given by the Europeans. We want our own names. So, so, so going back to this uh, judge, Tamika Montgomery Reeves, uh, Dalloway is a hotbed of civil rights movement. Uh, I need uh, a lot of people do not know, uh, which is okay. Uh, so Al Sharpton has come visit Dalloway quite a number of times. And uh, uh, there is a horrible shooting in Wilmington, Delaware, where there is an African-American man who is totally disabled on an armchair, wandering on the street. She does, uh, sorry, he does, he did have a weapon, has a handgun, uh, at, le at least the police call uh, alleged. And so there is a video clip of that. I think four Wilmington police officers, all white, line up on the street, right across the street near an auto zone shop, like a, a firing squad, all four of them fire shots against this disabled person in the armchair, in a wheelchair, I'm sorry, in a wheelchair, and uh, shot him to death. And uh, so long story short is that uh, Al Sharpton has always, you know, you know, being Al Sharpton, you know, I understand he's a, you know, activist, agitator, propagandist, whatever you want to call him, right? But he always points fingers at the Delaware's uh, racial inequality in regard to the courts. So this uh, female lawyer, Tamika Montgomery Reeves, got uh, very uh, appointed uh, to the Chancery Court of Delaware to start with in a very quick succession, like within one year or two years, she got appointed again to the Delaware Supreme Court. And the most recently, as Al Sharpton in this uh, article said, she got uh, U.S. Uh, uh, Joe Biden appointed her to be on the appellate court of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals in Philadelphia. So as you can, if you don't know, usually the, uh, the track is that you will get appointed to the federal court, the district court first. And then, you know, after a few years, you will move up to the appeal court, you know, and then probably later on to the U.S. Supreme Court. 
Tamika Montgomery Reeves, her track of being elevated is probably the fastest that I ever heard of. So she got appointed to the Chancery Court of Delaware. That's an important court in case you do not know. Over 50% of the U.S. corporations, including uh, a lot of uh, uh, international uh, companies, are registered in Delaware because uh, most of these courts, uh, commercial litigation is held in Delaware. And the cases are heard in the Chancery Court of Delaware. You can Google that yourself, find out, you know, why is that? Uh, but basically, the Chancery Court of Delaware is an extremely important court, business-wise. By the way, just a, side, just a side note, that court also has a role in the Brown versus Board of Education. You have to Google that yourself. I don't want to waste that. So very quickly, she got elevated to the Delaware Supreme Court. And then all of a sudden now, without even go to a district court, she goes straight to the appellate court of a federal appellate court called the U.S. Third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeal. So that is a remarkable fast track, right? But of course, okay, uh, Al Sharpton, you know, he's, uh, you know, very sensitive in all this. And she quickly point out that with her being appointed up to the Third Circuit Court of Appeal, Delaware Courts, Supreme Court, once again, is a all white bench. Okay, so you need to, you know, basically she's he's coming back to Delaware saying, you know, that is just not cool. And, uh, you know, uh, you can read his uh, 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 op-ed yourself. I need not to, you know, waste my time here to do that. But I do want to point out one thing. If you look at his op-ed, the co-author, believe it or not, which is weird, but I think if it's true, it's weird. His co-author is by the name of Keandra McDowell. Keandra McDowell, if I'm not mistaken, is the mother of that dead, disabled African-American man who was shot to death in a firing squad style in Wilmington, Delaware. Now, you will ask what kind of a legal credential you know, this uh, Keandra McDowell uh, 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 had or has to be part of it, you know, I actually believe it's just part of the activism that uh, Reverend Al Sharpton is doing. He bring this dead man's mother to be part of this opinion to just highlight the tremendous uh, racial inequality. You know, I may even go further, like a racial oppression in Wilmington, Delaware. By the way, Joe Biden is from Wilmington, Delaware, right? So, 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 so I want to bring this up, you know, to this. And he is criticized, he's urging the governor of Delaware, John Carney, to appoint more African-Americans. Oh, by the way, after this uh, op-ed, I talked to my lawyer friend, and uh, he has told me, because he's a practicing lawyer, he knows what's going on with the uh, state courts. He has said that uh, actually a number of African-American judges in the state courts are retiring. They're done with it. <laughs> and our uh, Alex Small is one of them who has served on the bench for a long, long time. 
uh, uh, Tolliver, T-O-L-I-V-E-R, is another judge who t- retired probably a few, four years ago. There's a federal judge, uh, his name is, uh, oh, now I forgot his uh, first name. Uh, his last name is Sleet, S-L-E-E-T. He's an African-American judge. He retired completely. He means that he does not even want to be the senior judge of the court. He just totally gone, go to her his private lives. All these judges did one thing back in 2013 in a church. In 2013, all these African-American judges in Delaware uh, attended a panel discussion about the racial injustice, racial oppression in our society. Okay, so uh, their words and their uh, inspire me. I just, I, I just, you know, be clear on that. So, so, so that is uh, something you know I want to talk about today. What surprised me the most in this particular op-ed is that Al Sharpton actually cited a very interesting case, which I almost forgot. Is another situation where a white-owned bus- uh, white-owned business fell victim of a judicial white privilege. Remember this: Delaware Chancery Court is all all Very white pleasure. bench. Also, hello, Hussein. Yes, uh, let let me finish my uh, my my uh, uh, this segment, and I'll. Ha- uh, all right. And I'll it's, be- okay. it's okay. Continue. Thank you. So, Peter, if you may, uh, take care of it. Go ahead. Okay, so so uh, I know Hussein, you're looking for jobs, but uh, just how this is not appropriate forum to uh, to for, uh, to advertise your your credentials. I know you have a pretty impressive uh, credential, but it has to be offline on that. So the, uh, the L Sharp actually cited a very important case it's called the Transperfect. Trans uh, just like translation, T R A N S, uh, not transgender. Trans. Transperfect can be a good transgender slogan, by the way. <laughs> and uh, Transperfect is a company. It's owned by a husband and the ex-wife, plus the mother of the ex-wife. So the couple split. So the ownership is that the husband has uh, 50% of the stake. It's a privately owned company. The, the wife has 49%. And the mother-in-law, the uh, uh, the ex-wife's mother, has one percent. So apparently, the domestic disputes within the bedroom uh, spilled into the boardroom also. So the company uh, uh, became dysfunctional. Okay. So the the wife filed a petition, I believe, to to have the company sold to someone else. The husband is against it, and the mother-in-law does not know what to do about it. The mother-in-law wants to have a, a out-of-court settlement. Lastly, short is that in this article, uh, the uh, the Reverend Al Sharpton, by the way, he's not a lawyer. He criticized the Delaware Chancery Court, uh, who, which decided to eventually to force the sale of this company called the Transperfect. Again, this is not a public traded company. This is a totally a private company. And uh, and for whatever reason, the Chancery Court forced the sale of this company. Now, eventually, if I under, remember correctly, 
uh, there was a out of court settlement that uh, the company was sold. But the bottom line is this: the Chancery Court appointed a like a special master or, or conservator, whatever the legal term is, and uh, and despite the the husband's objection, uh, they forced the sale. Reverend Al Sharpton basically say, this is a example where the government, the the, the old, old white court, violate the constitution uh, by taking a person's property and do whatever the government sees fit. Okay, now I'm not exaggerating the importance of this case. Like I said, this article reminded me. This uh, this uh, op-ed reminded me. This is actually a good case. Uh, the famous lawyer Alan Dershowitz actually came down to Delaware in the Delaware Supreme Court to argue against the decision by the Chancery Court of Delaware. And uh, you guys may ask, "Hey, Peter, how come you are so curious about this?" company sale now. I'll tell you why. Another reason. TikTok. Remember TikTok? TikTok is a company Donald Trump wanted to be sold by the force, by the government, fiat, to another company. Okay? That particular case, that particular action by the Donald Trump's administration was challenged in court. And uh, I think a federal uh, uh, district court judge appointed uh, by Donald Trump stopped it. So let me repeat: in the federal court, when the government, you know, the federal federal government, for the national security reason, wants to force the sale of TikTok, claiming that TikTok is a national security threat if it's under the Chinese ownership, this. District court judge, federal court judge in Washington, D.C. actually rejected the government's argument. If you think that along that line, you'll ask, how come the Delaware State Court can force the sale of a privately owned company simply because the husband's and wife's uh, uh, disputes uh, has made the boardroom dysfunction? What I'm trying to show you is this, plain and simple. The, uh, the, the, the decision by the Chancery Court actually is unconstitutional. The taking, that, because that equates to the courts taking the property of a citizen. Again, these are unalienable rights. These are property rights, are unalienable. The court has no jurisdiction unless the existence of this business become a threat to the public safety, right? The only problem with this company back, th back then is that the employees uh, got all disoriented, the board, uh, you know, boardroom, the management, everything is bad. You know, just watch any Seinfeld episode. There's a lot of dysfunctional dynamics in our daily lives, in boardroom, in bedroom, in da on dating scenes, on everything, right? But whether it's, you know, can the government, you know, again, court is a part of the government. It's the third branch of the government. Can the court intervene saying, no, 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 we're not going to allow you to exist. Uh, we're not going to allow this person, the original owner, to be the owner of this business anymore. We're going to take it over, assign a special master to evaluate 
the sale of this company to the third party. I can't recall this thing ever happened. I remember there is a NBA team. The owner of this team got uh, secretly recorded by his mistress saying some very racist things. So the NBA somehow was able to force the sale of that NBA team to to a big, uh, you know, billionaire. I think a Microsoft billionaire. That's the only thing I, only incident I heard of. But still, that is not a government action. That is a NBA association, a, a monopoly, whatever you want to call it, for uh, you know, try to get this franchise to be sold to another person. You know, that is not a government action. It's a private action, right? So, so in that regard. Uh, so again, by the way, the, uh, this is a white-owned business. Uh, the husband, so the majority owner, owner of this business, did all kinds of things, lobbying, everything, uh, tried to stop the sale of his company. I, uh, he's a white person, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Reverend Al Sharpton reminded me that yet this guy is just another victim a white victim of a judicial white privilege. So now before I uh, take the calls, I want to uh, cover one thing that I want to cover. There's one caller in the last episode, because the last episode is also about the victims, the white victims of judicial white privilege, right? Uh, I talk about a mass shooting of eight persons killed by gun violence. So there is one caller who tried to explain uh, why this happened. He uh, proposed that this shooter is an avid Mormon churchgoer, uh, church organizer. So this caller believed that this killer was unable, uh, he was unwilling to let go the, the, uh, his control over the family, uh, his life, and all that. Therefore, he decided to kill five of his children, his uh, wife, who, who just filed a divorce paper, and the mother of his, his, uh, his wife. Now, I disagree with this caller because uh, here's what I believe. When there is a mass shooting, it does not matter what, uh, kind of circumstances it is, there should be a full and transparent investigation. That being Sandy Hook, that being, you know, this uh, hate families in southern Utah. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, because there's always motives behind everything, right? There's always a grievance behind each mass shooting. What is it? How come we cannot use a civilized means? That, what I mean is that going through a civil courts to resolve peacefully and fairly and sustainably all our grievances, right? So that is what I want to talk about. So in this particular case, again, this is a white-owned business. The business the court as an arm of the government has, both, has no business to force the sale of a business unless that business post a like threat to public health to national security for all you know 
all this kind of stuff. So, so I just want to, you know, uh, 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 you know, I just want to, you know, make sure that I am, uh, you know, I, I, I want to follow through, you know, with this particular white victim and the eight white victims I talk about uh, last week. So with that, uh, let me let me take a lens as the next caller. Go ahead, Lance. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Good, how are you? Great, great. You missed quite the spectacle yesterday. Heidi had a room, <laughs> went all day, basically with trash Lance. Uh, let's not talk about uh, other people. I want to talk about my show and my topic. Do you have anything to say about my okay. topics? Okay, well, you know what? I just joined, uh, and so I'm not, you were talking about the uh, transparency when it comes to uh, these murders. I could chime in about that. You know, why do we not question? Can you imagine, Peter? Can you imagine if, because let's face it, most of these murderers, they're young white kids and it's sad. Okay. And this isn't like um, I'm a self-hating white person. So I have to trash white people. They're all like 18 to 22 year old, almost all white. And they're, and they're not. No, they're, no, last week, I don't know whether you uh, listened to my show. Last week, eight people died. The shooter is probably 47 year old. It's not a teenager. Well, mostly. Mostly they are. Overwhelmingly, it's young white boys. What I'm asking is this, Peter. Do you think, can you imagine? Now, you could also make it, and I don't make arguments for people. If you commit a crime and you're violent, you got to go to jail. I don't care if you had a rough childhood. You know, let's work on getting you rehabilitated. But I don't say, oh, well, he had a rough childhood like you were talking about the character referee. It doesn't matter. The, the crime is the crime. But can you imagine if a bunch of, like, frustrated because of poverty and everything, if it was, like, inner-city black kids that were doing these mass murders? Can you imagine the tanks and the, co- and the, and the cops, and they would just – they would be, they already round up so many black folks. Can you imagine they would round up every black person on the planet if it was, you know, inner-city black kids that are doing this? Interestingly, it's never women. It's never – hardly ever blacks. It's almost always young white dudes. Almost always. I wonder what uh, – Well, I actually – uh, okay, uh, I appreciate your input, uh, Lance. Uh, the, uh, I, I'm going to take Brady as a uh, next caller while I'm going to respond to what Lance just said. I would so, to... go ahead, Brady. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, respond to go Lance, ahead. and then I'll come in. Okay, so my response to Lance is this. I started my show, the very first episode, is about something I call the Black Rage Shootings. Each one of those black rage shootings are not done by a white teenager. It is true recently there's uh, more of these uh, teenage shooters. Yes, I saw that. But that does, uh, what Lance has brought up is what happened recently. But I want to see the whole thing. So, right, this is the first thing I want to. I don't want to imagine. Just like I said, last week this caller say offered his explanation saying this shooter in Utah who killed, you know, his soon-to-be ex-wife and five beautiful children and the, you know, the grandmother of these children. He, he, he is uh, not a teenage shooter. Okay. The, uh, the caller last week say, oh, he's just a religious fanatics. He's a, uh, a Mormon. And uh, he just hate to lose control of his family life. He's just a control freak. That's why he killed people. 
all these are imaginations. That's why when Len said, can you imagine? I said, no, I don't want to imagine. I want facts. I want to know what exactly happened, right? Black rage shooting has a reason behind it. It's not a random act. You know, I, 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 I explained quite well, I think, in that first episode I did, okay? You know, like I said to uh, William the other day, this may upset him a great deal. I said, nobody investigate why Adam Lancer, the Sandy Hook shooter, shot his own mother while she, is, she was asleep before he went on to kill the little kids in elementary school. He killed his mother first. Nobody talks about it. Right? So, so, so that's my uh, response to, to, to Lance. I don't want to imagine. I want the truth or the truth. And I want the truth to show is that when the courts cannot resolve our grievances among ourselves, gun violence is the only option for these people. So go ahead, Brady. Oh, man, that's terrifying and so true. This is a good show. Um, the point I was going to bring up was just the what you mentioned about how we're trying to block TikTok in America. And I found personally, I found TikTok to be one of the greatest uh, journalistic platforms out there. I've seen clips of Abby Martin is blocked from YouTube. I've seen clips from the report on TikTok. <laughs> I see live video from locations and you can ask questions, get comments, get responses back. And I, I find it incredibly useful um, even though it might be a spy tool, <laughs> the algorithm here in America is much more flexible and it's more free. It, it has more of a, a first amendment kind of free speech, uh, free, uh, freedom of communication, I, right to I response think, kind of feeling. I, I, think, I think Peter wants to talk a about lot of other platforms. the the people seeking justice at the bar with the barrel of a gun though. I don't think he this is a, an important part of that because without free speech, Without the ability to freely express yourself, this is what ends up happening. People end up. Yes, you're um, right. It's a Second Amendment and First Amendment are the neighbors, right? There's a reason why they're neighbors, right? I uh, about the uh, TikToks. This, you know, I think you can tell I'm connecting all these dots together. Is that if the federal judge appointed by Donald Trump telling the Trump administration that no, you cannot force the sale of TikTok to a third party even for your national security concerns, how come the Delaware Chancery Court can force the sale of a translation company, for God's sake? You know, no matter how dysfunctional a translation company become, they can even go uh, uh, bankrupt. Are you going to be not able to find a translator for you? <laughs> you know, just think about it, right? So go ahead, Brady, I don't mean to cut you short, but I appreciate uh, Heidi, uh, what, you know, uh, what you're chiming there. Go ahead, Brady, finish your thought. And then I'm going to take a... articulated it really well, actually. Yeah, you made my point for me. The, the, first, the first amendment and the second amendment are best friends and partners, and they need to work together to make democracy function. Yep, yep, totally. So, so with that, I'm going to apologize first is that, you know, again, I'm on a trip, so I'm a little bit disorganized. Uh, I'm, uh, unless so anyone else, I'm going to, uh, I want to challenge everyone, listeners here, is that I want to do a new segment in the future because I'm a big admirer of a Stephen Colbert. And uh, he has this uh, a segment called the word of the day. <laughs> so I want to challenge everyone in your show and uh, in future in my show when you call in, is to come up with your own word 
of the day. Okay, just follow what the fine example Stephen Colbert has、uh, said for all of us, right? So I, I really like to play word tricks. So I want to just share with you again. I apologize if this is out of order. I'm going to go, come back to this uh, uh, judicial white privilege and how browning the brand, a bench, browning the old white bench, as advocated by Reverend Al Sharpton, could or could not work. So the word of the day for me, I would just give you guys some suggestion that this is really I come out these kind of words. Miseducation is out of a get, word guesstimation. Educated guesstimation and miseducated guesstimation. And another word I come up with is called white ethicism. Okay, it's similar to truthism by Stephen Colbert. Okay, now I'm going to go into a very more dangerous territory. Content creator, C U N T E N T, or content creator, C U M. T E N T, content creator. So I believe those are the people who really, you know, come out come out with the BS on the mainstream media, by the mainstream media,、uh, and、uh, by you know sometimes、uh, social media or alternative media as well. And another word of the day I want to make is baloneyo science,、uh, because the science cannot be about baloney. So a baloneyo science. And、uh, so I just want to cite these a few things,、uh, words that I come up with, and I'll ask all of you next time when you call in, please come up with your own word of the day because I want to have a discussion about that. So, so with that, uh, 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 a news update,、uh, some somewhat disorderly sequence here. We have learned about Biden's. Classified document situation, right? Like I always said, I'm not a Biden supporter. Neither am I a Trump supporter. I'm very even-handed.、Uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, has said when he comes to,、uh, when he appointed the independent counsel on the Trump classified document situation, he said the law should be enforced without favor or fear. Okay, so he did appointed、uh, independent counsel. In regard to Joe Biden's top secret document situation, I want to share with you something you guys do not know. So, first thing you probably easily can will know, but another thing you will not know. First, I have said in my past episodes, there's a huge difference between what Hillary Clinton did and Joe Biden did as compared to Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Is the president of the was the president of the United States when he took those top classified secret document? When Hillary Clinton set up his own her own server in her own private residence, she is not the president of the United States. She is a subordinate of the president of the United States. She must receive a approval from her supervisor, that is President Obama, to do what she did. So what she did on the book, by the book, is a federal crime. As I said, always Bernie Sanders was the、uh, is uh, is uh, is uh, is cheated out of a presidency 
because of the deep state and their affiliation with, their preference with Hillary Clinton. Biden's top secret document was taken when he was the vice president of the United States. He, is, he was not the president of the United States. What he did by default, by the book, is a federal crime. Okay, I want everybody to remember that. And the first, uh, the third thing I want to tell you is this. This is not a lot of people know. Majority of Biden's document is not at the Penn Center, not in Washington, D.C., not in Philadelphia. It is in Newark, Delaware, in University of Delaware. As a matter of fact, there has been a lawsuit or FOIA request to have Biden's document public, uh, publicized, uh, uh, be allowed to have uh, access by the public, okay? I think there is an uh, organization in Delaware called the uh, Delaware Coalition for Open Government, DELCOG, D-E-L-C-O-G. They demanded to have public access of Joe Biden's documents in University of Delaware. They got rejected. So think about it. If they found these documents in the Penn Center in D.C. or Penn Center in Philadelphia, think about what could happen in University of Delaware. And it's already been uh, uh, set up to bar any public ac access to that. So again, to show you, I'm not a fan of either Biden nor Trump. I'm just a fan of justice, what the law says, uh, how should it be enforced on the same people. Okay, so, so, so that is the one thing I want to talk about. The second thing I want to talk about, I really want to praise this guy, Scott Ritter. Uh, I, I urge everyone to follow him on YouTube. Because I want to tell you this, journalism has white privilege also, right? I'm not a journalist. I'm not training that. You know, I'm just this, doing this show for a hobby. If you are an Asian American journalist, you probably, the chance for you to uh, uh, get booked to interview uh, famous, powerful figures in this country, in the Western world, are almost zero. Okay, so I'm extremely grateful when I saw Scott Ritter. I respect him a lot. He is he showed up on the this uh, tiny high flung channel on YouTube. Talk about you know Ukraine situation, a bunch of other things. Uh, to me, Scott Ritter, once a Marine, you know, uh, forever a Marine, he is a straight shooter. And I truly like the fact that he, you know, he would appear on the Tiny Haifang's show to talk about Ukraine, you know. And, uh, we, you know, I always felt that Tiny Haifang uh, is a great journalist, uh, but for the reason that he is a half Vietnamese and a half white, uh, he does not have access to all the famous uh, 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 rainmakers, uh, mostly uh, uh, you know whites. Uh, you can imagine uh, to, to 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 create his content. Uh, and the third thing I want to quickly talk about is this. This week I learned from. Democracy Now! that is a 100-year anniversary of the Rosemont, uh, Rosewood Massacre. Rosewood Massacre happened in Florida. Uh, this is the state I'm currently at. Uh, I want to tell you, it's almost always the same pattern 
of a behavior is this: a false allegation by a white woman against a, a black man caused the entire racial violence in Rosewood, Florida. And uh, and uh, and it is amazed. I'm always amazed that uh, the U.S. government uh, hunted the German Nazis like there's no tomorrow. You know, if a, Nazi, a German Nazi is still alive, he or she can be 110 years old. The U.S. government will go after these German Nazis, but U.S. government never pursued murder charges in regard to all these racial violence that caused. Wait, tremendous loss. You, yeah. mm-hmm. you do know you do know that the U.S. government actually hired ex-Nazis. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I was yes. going to say I don't think they're actually hunting them. They're hiring yeah. them. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, uh, chiming in here. So once again, I want to bring this up. the The trick of the trade is always the same. A false allegation will do the trick for you. Like going back to the TikTok. The false allegation that TikTok is a digital fentanyl, digital fentanyl, a specific term used to describe TikTok, is a false allegation nailed on TikTok, so that the U.S. government can take illegal actions against TikTok. As far as I'm concerned, as you know, as far as I'm concerned, the the government is the criminal here. The government interfered with the 2020 election and 2016 election, and in this disinformation squad done by the FBI,、uh, NSA, and the CIA, the government is the criminal. So, 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 this is another thing I, I want to talk about.、Uh, yeah. So, with that, so、uh, I'm going to take.、Uh, that's all the news update. I want to bring it up. So let me take、uh, Brady. You want to say anything else?、Uh, let Let me make you the、uh, the next caller, just in case you heard. Are you okay, Brady? Okay, cool. Let me take uh, uh, Hussein as the next、uh, speaker. Go ahead, Hussein. Hi, hi, bro. Better. How are you? Good. Actually, how is Pakistan? Yes,、uh, that's good. Yeah, everything in Pakistan. Okay. Go ahead. What do you have to say? Nothing special. Just、uh, I was listening your meeting. Okay. But I was just making the fun with the Brady Crow. Maybe he was angry with me. Go ahead. Do you have Do you have anything specific in addition to what Brady? Not special. Just.、Uh... Okay, then let 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 Brady,、uh, let Brady speak. Just, just, just. Oh、uh, fuck! I just, yeah, uh, go ahead. Just, um, just to、go、say、ahead. that I, I I was very angry with Hussein, but it looks like he made some changes to his behavior and he's willing to change. So as as long as he's willing to move forward and act respectfully, um, I won't be angry at him. But. The very second him or anyone、He's、else steps out of line on calling like Lance is doing right now,、um, yeah, they're they're going to lose my respect, and they're going to have to realize that their actions in digital spaces have real life consequences, and、um, we need to respect each other. And please focus. If we could focus on Peter's show and the content of what Peter's talking about.
mm-hmm. instead of each other. And if we could focus on ideas instead of people, I think that would be good for everyone. And You're going to stop threatening and bullying the guy cooler. then? You're going to stop threatening? I will not. No, I will not. No, if yes. he harasses another woman on this platform, I absolutely will follow through with my threats. And I will see that he's like, yeah, I'm going to enforce uh, harassment and sexual harassment on this platform. And I will be reporting any kind of illegal behavior to the authorities at any time. Guaranteed going forward. So guys, keep that in mind and act right. Yeah, so I'm going to hang up and make room for Hakeem to talk. Okay, sure. So I agree with the Brady's that uh, I do not uh, want any callers to talk about other callers. You can curse me. You can disagree with me. You can praise me, whichever you want. Just focus on me, on my topics, okay? You can say, hey, Peter, you're talking about nonsense here, and then we can have a discussion. Uh, because uh, I have said enough uh, in my uh, last episode about how we should treat each other. I can quickly repeat, I consider all of us victims of mainstream media and the victims of our government breaking laws, okay? We should help each other, heal each other, not to tear each other apart. So that's what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to take the Hakim as the next caller. Go ahead, Hakim. Uh, good day. Good times, sir. How are you? Good. good. Yes. What's on your mind? Do you speak Mandarin or Cantonese or both? I speak man, uh, Mandarin. I understand a little bit uh, uh, Cantonese. Ah. Speaking of Cantonese, I will uh, thank you, Hakim. I will tell you guys a story. Go ahead, Hakim. Uh, Yes, oh, excellent. <laughs> I, I'm very impressed. Very good. I lived very in Hang, in Hangzhou for five years. So. Oh, nice! It's a very beautiful city, right? You know, it's a heavenly yes. place. Uh, heavenly place. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Hangzhou and and uh. Chengdu with the pandas, and I visited Xiamen and all those places. But anyway, back to your show. Um, yes, this uh, it's it, it's a very good point about the. Um, the neighbors being the First and Second Amendment and the fact that uh, people's rage comes out in the only way possible, which is to, to use the Second Amendment. If the First Amendment fails, the Second Amendment comes into play. And it's, yep. it's, a, natu- it's a natural thing. You know, um, when I, I work uh, as a doorman at a very lively bar that's very, very busy, and, you know, I noticed that, I mean, it, although it shouldn't happen, when 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 a lot of times when men get shut down by women, the thing that they resort to is anger. So it's when they're not yep. allowed to. It's kind of like when you can't get what you want, then the next step is to try to force it, right? Yep. Which yep. is which is bad in that case, right? With with uh, of course with women, and also the same case where Brady was bringing up with uh, Hussein because. Hussein came into a room that I, I, I'm a co-host of and started harassing a woman in there. And I just said, you know, I don't tolerate that. Okay. Uh, Hakeem, I will stop right there because you're, you're leading towards another person. But I actually, appreciate no, I'm, input. I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not. What I'm, what I'm saying is that, mm-hmm. is that, um, that I understand that that comes from frustration from not getting what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. And so, and so there's a way to do that, which is, um, which is to continue to attempt to be civil um, yep. as much as possible. But I understand that a lot of people may not have that that option mm-hmm. and um, or don't feel like they do because and one of the reasons is because 
And so from my perspective, um, I've said this before, but I want to make it continue to make it clear. One of the interesting things that happens, there's a song. I don't know who the singer is, but the verse says, she says, as, as much of you accuse me of cheating, I might as well have. And the thing about in the black community, um, when I moved from New York to South Florida, I started experiencing an intense amount of racism to the point where I had a girlfriend who was half Mexican and half Caucasian, but she had long blonde hair and green eyes. Mm-hmm. And so when I was at a, a county fair down there, a police officer said right to me while she was standing next to me, he said, don't go fuck any white girls. And, wow. um, and so they would say things like that. And so and then they would constantly harass me and pull me over and like give me bogus tickets or try to, you know, um, uh, I even got uh, set up what area? and they try to charge me with all kinds of things. What, What's what area? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hmm. Okay. Um, and even the school resource officer, whose name was Officer Campbell at Fort Lauderdale High School, several times would just stop me and search my backpack, which is completely unreasonable. And the point is, as much as you accuse me of being a criminal, I might as well be. Yes, so, I know. Like, like oh, okay, I don't mean to yeah. uh, stop you. But no, you're I want fine. To, you're fine. Chinese saying is this. Like you, if you say you have a number of children, right? Say you have three children. Yeah. If you keep on telling the middle child of yours, saying you are just as a dumb as a dumb fuck, and you 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 are no good to be around, then yeah. you are going to literally make that mid child to be the criminal right. out of your family trees, right? So yeah, absolutely, and uh, I I totally understand what you're saying, but uh, keep 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 keep. And on. yes, so this pertains to this idea of people's outrage because. First of all, if, if, if you because you specifically you were talking about black rage shootings, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's that problem where the only resort to go to next is like if you're not being listened to, and at the same time you specifically in your community, especially as a, a, a male who's black, is constantly being treated like a criminal. So this goes beyond just yep. being told, right? Because yep. I was I was constantly getting stopped and frisked. I even got I moved into a really nice house in Encino, California, and I was out in my yard using an ancient Okinawan method to get the weeds out of the yard because they were really tall. And the owner who left before just let them grow to like six feet. So I was mm-hmm. using a, a Shuangjiegun, you know, mm-hmm. I was using the, I, I'm the, not the, familiar with Go ahead. Go ahead. You know Shuangjiegun, uh, the nunchaku they call them in, Chi- in Japanese, the nunchucks? Okay, okay. Um, like Bruce Lee's weapon? Okay. You know, and, and they were used to knock down very tall plants. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was in my yard on my property behind the fence, and somebody decided to call the police to me on at my own home. Right. Mm-hmm. And in Sino, but because it was a wealthy neighborhood, right, they put me in handcuffs mm-hmm. for two hours mm-hmm. in a car in order to check to see if I had a record. Mm-hmm. And with and, and not in just the state of California, but to try to check in like every state with the FBI and all that other stuff like that, just because they couldn't find anything on me and because I was in this house and it's, you know, so my point is like stuff like that, right? Like it's not just them saying things. It's actually what is being done. So when you're treated like that all the time and there's no outlet, right? Then when, when something else happens and you're getting no voice and there's no justice, I wouldn't do it. But what other recourse do people have except to take up to arms and say, well, this is how I'm going to express myself. Exactly. So I, I have a two response based on what you just said. Okay. First is this that 
my first episode called the Black Ray Shootings said a lot of things that covers what you just said. Uh, the second thing, uh, uh, what, what I want to bring about is that, you know, actually now it's skipped my mind. Uh, it's actually, I talked about last week. Uh, you know what? It did skip my mind. I, my apology. Uh, if I remember, I'll, I'll bring it back. Uh, again, I truly enjoy all these kind of conversations because it brings um, me to remember something actually quite important. So, uh, so now I'm going to talk about the first thought uh, I had when you called uh, Hakeem. <laughs> you asked me whether I speak Cantonese or not. I want to tell you something that's how stupid and uneducated that the Western media is. Uh, DW is a German public television. It's on YouTube. They had this uh, Asian uh, woman. I do not know her nationality and all that. Talk about culture genocide in China. And she talks about Cantonese-speaking population. And she said this about, used to be, what, 40 million Cantonese-speaking population. Now there's only 14 million. Therefore, it's a cultural genocide. So I was, uh, I don't know whether I should laugh or be angry about it. Yes, they, no, nobody in the West knows this, which is a common knowledge. The Chinese language is unified 5,000 years ago, not by the spoken Dialect or tone. By the written. It's by the written character, yes. right? You know that, Rakim, right? Yeah. Exactly. Even though these Cantonese-speaking people, they, first of all, have the exact same written characters with the Muslim Chinese or Russian Chinese characters. or Korean all Chinese. You know, yeah, all the same. And, you know, you, have, you, you don't know that, then too bad. But don't come out and say, there's a culture genocide because of the Cantonese speaking population decrease. No, I actually don't think it decreased. It's, my it's my, my friends, yeah, it's uh, alive and well. Cantonese is. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying it's why the the Chinese language they call it Putonghua, which is the common language, right? And they exactly. Unite, yeah, they want yeah, to Yeah, it's five thousand years ago. Yeah. yeah, the characters. Yeah, by the way, just. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Japanese use uh, about 5,000 Chinese characters in their language. 5,000, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That's personal attempt to be, uh, uh, try to try to use in-group, out-group, divide, tribal tactics. It's kind of yeah. like, with that type of mindset of, oh, this is what this was like before. So if it was like this before, then it, yeah. this, this should always be. But there's always mm -hmm. something before which you were okay with now that could make that same <laughs> argument. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always they say, well, you know, before that, this was it was something like um it was it was this way. So you are not, you know, um you're not more Chinese or or whatever. You know what I mean? Or more Cantonese. You're not more uh of this. You're not you're not the true culture because this what existed before what you're for because it was before what you're okay with this is what matters and then it, it, it could it, it's it's regret it's regressive you know what I mean yeah culture's always evolved hey, Hakeem I wanted to say um, 
this is your your uh story about this what happened in encino is a really good example of why we really need to come together as a community as americans and say that this is not okay for them to treat anybody this way so um i'm sorry that happened to you i can't say that i'm shocked or surprised that's that's fucked up i hate it when cops do that kind of shit but uh we do need to come together all of us and say that's not okay Oh, by the way, my when I was traveling in the South Beach, Miami, by the way, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, right? The other day, my bike got stolen. And of course, I have an interaction with the cops there. And uh, I'm going to save it for a later episode. Uh, I mean, just one encounter that I truly believe the cops are, they're all messed up, to, to put it mildly. So so I I, uh, I totally feel your pain. Hakeem, uh, if you listen to my, listen, have heard my other episodes, I have said uh, qualified immunity, which is used to protect those uh, uh, police misconduct, is not written in any law. It's not never, it's never written in the Constitution. It is given by the court. So this is why we said, don't blame the police too much because the, actually the court is behind these police, right? There's always that the judicial white privilege is the highest level of the white privilege among three branches of government. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, one day I want to, when I talk about they, uh, Rosa Parks, so, mm, they ahead. also say politics is downstream from culture though, right? Too. So we have to be changing the culture. We have yes. to be saying as people, we're not going to tolerate this. Exactly. You're hitting totally the nail. Agree. People, so, people uh, are okay with corruption in, in, in like, like a corporate corruption because they, they want, they want a, 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 a cultural system that, that, um, they, you know, they, 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 like, they want to, they want to, they want a cult. They want a, a culture that would align with their policy. They want policies that align with the culture, like like mm-hmm. you were saying, culture form. People people want cultures. Want policies that align with the the, the, the culture. Well, they want to manipulate uh, us into being divided so that they can get away with picking our pockets and fucking us up the ass. In my exactly, opinion. absolutely, Heidi. I'll just follow with that. That's why I always said all the calling folks, man or woman, kids, whoever, try to heal each other, help each other, not to tear each other apart because we are the victims of the mainstream media because they always want us to fight each other like hell. We should not. We should do the exact opposite. Okay. And, you know, it's also the governments who are breaking laws, trying to divide us so they can forever have the control of us. Right. You want, we, we want to do the opposite in that regard. Right. So, and, uh, okay. Before I go ahead, uh, I want to tell so because I see William is on the caller queue. So William, you are more than welcome to uh, post anything in the chat room. I'm not blocking you. I'm down. But uh, as uh, you know, for now, thank you guys. So I am in. Uh, 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 I am, of course, know what you have privately told me, William, uh, which which I believe is a. Uh, 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 Can't hear you. Yeah, Peter, my, us, we can't hear you. You're, we got digital static. Can you say? It? Hello. How about now? Yep. 
It's better not. Okay, yeah. Again, I'm in the Everglades uh, National Park. It's uh, not a good uh, reception, uh, not good cell phone coverage area. So, uh, because William has uh, said something to me privately, which you know uh, has disqualified him to be a caller, but I still welcome him to listen in. Still welcome him to post whatever comments he he wants to uh, to uh, comment. I will never say anything bad about anyone uh, in my show. Uh, you are all invited. This morning's update, I said, good morning, friends and foes. If you are my enemies, sworn enemy not, please join me as well, because I would love to hear your thoughts on what on the on the topic. Okay. So 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 let me move Can forward I, with the, I want to ask I, you a question, Peter. Go ahead. You could you clarify just briefly? I know you've covered it before, but there was something that I was mentioning before about um you know, when we talk about like, we don't, we don't say, well, what is, if there's a young white problem, but we always talk about like super predators of young black men. We always have these terms when we have a group of people, yes. but we I don't, know, I know that. what you mean. Super well, predator. Yes. Right, right, right. So, so, my best to- be, so I just wanted to ask you if you could clarify this like black racing, because my thing about uh, one other point I would just very, very briefly mention is that we, everybody talks about black on black violence. Well, if you're in an area that's 90% black, you're, you're likely to be killed and shot or hurt by black folk. And if you live in a place that's 90% white, you're almost certainly going to be attacked or hurt or whatever by white folk. But we don't talk about white on white violence. I will. Or, you know. I will. I'm glad you I actually talked about it before. I will. Okay. Uh, so thank you for bringing it up. Uh, uh, so, uh, Hakeem, you know, maybe you, you will quite, uh, you will be interested in uh, how I would answer this question about what about the black on black crimes, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, again, thank you, uh, Lance. Thanks for everyone. Oh, white on white. Crime. When you talk, you yes, I already uh, give me a lot of ideas. So first of all, about the black on black crimes, uh, I said in my uh, past uh, episode that black on black crimes is because the blacks already knew any time they have any interaction with the government. Bad things happen. If they witness, a, if a black person witnesses a shooting, a drug dealing in their neighborhood, they will not call the police. It's called the anti-snitch, right? We all know that. I, for the longest time, I don't understand why. I soon understand. The black does not believe the government is there to resolve conflicts. The blacks actually believe you know, the government is there to, to instigate. The neighborhood, right, Peter? Yeah, Peter, exactly. I lived in the, I lived in the I lived in the ghettos. Okay, white people don't trust them any more than blacks. The, the minority whites in the in the majority minority neighborhoods, white people have just the same disdain for for the government as black. It is more pronounced among the Trump supporters. You're uh, you're correct, Lance. I'm not disagreeing with you. This is why about about inner city whites and inner city blacks. They hate the exactly. government equally. equally. It's not a black exactly. or white thing. It's a it's it a is. haves and have nots. It's always about yeah. the rich and the poor. Most things are not racially. It's class. You're right. It's about the privilege. Remember, I always said the problem I have with the judicial white privilege is not about white. It's about privilege. Meaning the privilege to get away not to following the law, including the judges. Right. So going back to another, uh, what Hakim said, again, now I remember, because I have another point I want to, in response to what Hakim said. I have always wondered why Michael Brown did what he did in Missouri, Ferguson, Missouri. I'm pretty sure I, that he probably did charge towards uh, Officer Wilson, the white police officer. 
Okay, I I always wonder how come these uh, young black folks don't appreciate their life, don't value their life more. I later on understand this. They have acted just like the Viet Cong during the Vietnam War on all those suicidal missions to attack American bases, air, air forces, all that, embassies, all that. Because these young blacks has considered themselves native people of occupied territory. The government set up to oppress and colonize them, to make them a prisoner, not to make them as an equal citizen of the country, of the government. So that's why these young folks, for good or bad or ugly reasons, they had enough, okay? When they encounter a cop, they treat that cop as an occupying forces, probably like the Palestinians today, again, again towards an Israeli soldier, okay? Nothing against anti-Semite or Jewish or whatever, okay? This is just the fact that they are treating these white police officers as occupying forces. Okay, so that is one thing I want to bring up to, uh, to, to uh, you know, to uh, in response to to what Hakim has said. So, so, so now let me, you know, uh, continue with the again today's uh, case, which is the this trans perfect case, where the Delaware's Chancery Court forced the sale of this company to a third party. And that they believe they have uh, the right to do so. Uh, uh, many uh, people, including Al Sharpton, who is another lawyer, and uh, Alan Dershowitz is probably the best lawyer in this country ever produced. They both disagree. They actually both said the Chancery Court, the Business Court, as a government, cannot take another person's property and sell it unless there is a strongest state interest such as public safety and other you know and other or, or the company commit a serious crime then you probably can take up this company and sell it to another person okay so so that's that the reason i want to say this is another thing is this uh you may or may not know again i want to uh, promote some other alternative media folks on youtube there is a channel called the doran d-u-r-a-n uh, they had an interesting discussion. They have said that recently the EU have formed, uh, European Union have formed a legal group made of lawyers trying to figure out a way how to seize, not freeze, seize the Russian assets for the purpose of pay, using them to pay, give it to Ukraine. The problem they are facing is that that will constitute a taking by the government of a private properties. By the way, again, we are the, you know, we are the land of free. You know, we, you know, property rights are very sacred, right? In the West, in the West, right? But they are literally studying how to find the loophole to seize the Russian assets. And the Doran, go ahead. I think of Russia's invasion though. Uh, I'm going to talk about that that's, uh, on a separate uh, episode because I, I think I have mentioned this before. i getting more and more convinced that the judicial white privilege is actually a global matter also. Remember, U.S. always considered themselves as the police of the world, 
right? Actually, I want to go a step forward. The U.S., especially the U.S. military, is both the judge and the police of the world. Okay, they are not just the police of the world. They are the judge. They already made a verdict about guilt or, 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 or innocent of a, any country, and they can invade that country as a punishment and seize that company's natural resources, labor, whatever. Okay, so 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 that is going to be a, a separate topic. Why Russia is invading Ukraine or that? So what I want to uh, continue on this Doran's topic is this. By the way, the the Doran show, one of the hosts, was a lawyer in the past. He is uh, originally from Greece, Greece, but he's uh, uh, he is a UK citizen. So he has said this. He concluded this way. He said, the courts in the West has now shown to be a tool of politics. They don't follow the law. They follow the politics. And it is his belief that you, uh, the EU courts will eventually approve the seizure of the Russian assets. And I, he believed that hell will break loose because of Peter, that. Peter, I was just addressing your, 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 your statements on how they're being nasty to Russia. It's just a tit for tat. It's just, it's just being nasty to nasty. Uh, no, I disagree, which I'm going to show you the second one, which I talked about in the past episode. Julia Assange case is another case where the UK courts actually is a tool of the US national security apparatus. Because Julia Assange is not a US citizen. What he did is outside the United States. What he did, he used some, I call it stolen property, stole by someone else. He personally did not stole anything. Okay, he published those stolen assets, if they are. He cannot be charged under Espionage Act because espionage, you have to be a spy for an enemy state. Julian Assange does not work for any enemy state. He does not work for Russia. He does not for China. He is just a guy who has some ambition that he wants to publicize. What do you think of Putin whacking people left and right? Uh, I don't want to talk about Putin. So I want to say that the Assange case is another case is that the uh, the UK courts, basically Julian Assange, uh, US courts has no standing over Assange because he's a foreigner. My, it's like Obama sending John to point Putin. My point is you're talking about the, the nasty treatment of Russia, and I'm just saying it's a tit for tat. No, I'm not saying that it's a it's war is a nasty business. Anyone who are involved in war, you can be in the uh, Union Army in the Civil War or the Confederate Army in the, from the South. War is hell. War is nasty. I need not to take sides. I don't take sides. Remember, remember well, that. A- another another thing we got to remember with the way uh, America is, you know, uh, spouting their or, or spewing their imperialism all over the world is one of the things that we've done in the process is gone into like this insane amount of debt. And w- what I've heard people say in the past is who's going to try to collect on it with our military. So it, it kind of comes down to might makes right. Uh, I, I think there's a, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I totally I agree. Saying that. 
it yes. doesn't do effed up stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like Putin's no, like like Russia's no angel either, and 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 the way it's moving right now is effed up. So it's they're just being they're getting and. I, I don't think anybody's taking Putin's or Russian side necessarily, but like Peter said, he wants to take, he wants to discuss that on another, uh, episode right now. It, are you talking about, uh, gun violence? I, no, I kind of lost the thread same, a little same, bit. Same, same. Sometimes it could be, it can be justified that, that, that he's pointing out as Oh, you yes. mean force, force is sometimes justified? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying like that the, he, he was talking about, like harsh treatment at Russia, like assets being seized. Oh, seizing their assets, but right? That 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 that, that uh, in a way it's justified because they they're moving pretty nasty and ruthless. Well, that's your opinion, though. I mean, like in in my opinion, I think they're totally justified in their actions. But like Peter said, he doesn't want to get derailed on that right now. So uh, I I'm cool with just letting yeah, it go. Yeah. We could talk about it. Exactly. Just uh, Nevada, uh, thank you again, Heidi. So Nevada, just again as I mentioned. Gun violence in America is very similar to the Ukrainian war or what Russia did. I will never condone a mass shooter, right? I will never. But I will ask why this happened. Could a civilized procedure, aka a justice system, could have prevented that, right? So as you know, treaty is also laws, international treaties. If you don't follow the treaty, that means you are breaking the law. I'm, again, I'm not taking sides, but I want to drop into why this happened. Could this be prevented, right? As we export more arms to Ukraine or anywhere else, you know, Americans are mass shooting each other anyway. That is kind of a karma. You know, we mind us. What we do to others may happen to ourselves. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not against, uh, I'm never be you know, agreeing with any mass shooters, being a black rage shooter, a white teenager, like uh, Lance has said, who has grievances be- because whatever. Okay. So I just want to, you know, uh, add that into that. So now let me talk about quickly the uh, the browning of the court. So going back to Al Sharpton, you know, again, I'm very impressed. He actually brought up a very valid case, another victim, white victim of judicial white privilege. His opinion clearly is that Delaware's state courts are all white benches, made of all white benches. He wants that change. He demanded the governor appoint another racial minority to be on the bench, right? Will the browning of the bench work? I want to quickly talk about it. So one is that I think it may not work for this reason. Uh, you may think, oh, Peter, you're going to this concept called Uncle Tom, right? No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> a lot of people talk, ask me, uh, is uh, Clarence Thomas uh, Uncle Tom? I have said, I do not know for a fact, because I need to read his uh, decisions, especially decisions in racial cases. You know, there's, a, a com- there's a one coming up. There's a Harvard admission case uh, is going to be an interesting case. I'm going to read what t- Clarence Thomas is going to say on that. And... Uh, and uh, so, but I want to tell you this, in a white majoritarian democracy, including the courts being a component of it, the blacks are always closely watched by the whites, right? Have you heard of saying that for, for racial minority, especially for a black to be successful, he or she has to be 
twice as good as a white person. Have you heard of that? So every single thing that a racial minority judge, a black judge do, is going to be closely examined, okay, by the white majoritarian forces. All right, I will give you one example. Have you ever heard a federal judge being impeached at the Congress? Okay, I'll tell you his name. His name is, let me, let me take out his name. Uh, L.C. Hastings, A-L-C-E-E, Hastings, H-A-S-T-I-N-G-S. L.C. Hastings. Put the money in the freezer. Florida. Put the money in the freezer. <laughs> what do you mean, Lance? <laughs> Are you talking to someone else? Like your Italian mob friend putting the money in the freezer? Yeah, L.C. Oh, Hastings. Isn't that the guy? Louisiana had money. They found like a whole big thing wrapped up, you know, like a plastic wrap with bundles of money in the freezer. Uh, yeah, you heard about that, right? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. I want you... This is the only federal judge I heard of being impeached. By the way, a federal judge is a lifetime appointment. You cannot prosecute him. You can only impeach like a president, okay? You can only impeach him by Congress, remove him from office and all that, okay? I do not know the whole case, but I know this. Going back to Vietnam War, you're going to say, Peter, how come this has anything to do with the Vietnam War? I'm a big Vietnam War buff. Number of a Vietnam uh, well, veterans became lawyer after the war, and they hated the U.S. government to their guts. Okay, one of them is guys Frederick Whitehurst, F R E D E R I C Whitehurst, White H U R S T, one word Whitehurst. He was he is a FBI whistleblower. He actually said the FBI fabricated the evidence to put a sting operation on L.C. Hastings. So to put the money in the freezer, I'm told, is actually a sting operation by no other than the FBI informant. Similar to what some MAGA people is saying, that January 6th is actually instigated by the FBI informants. <laughs> okay, so now if you think FBI cannot do these things like that, well, you now know they did something to the Twitter. Is that correct? So, so, so what I'm trying to say is this. You can be a black judge on that bench, but every fucking thing you do on the bench or off the bench in your private life will be closely watched by the white majoritarian power, period. Okay? You know all about the insider trading by the congressmen and women. Will there be ever investigation? Will there be any sting operation? You would ever be an informant of FBI pretending to be a stockbroker, try to trick those uh, lawmakers to get insider tips about trading stocks? You will not, because this is a white power world, period. Judiciary, legislatively, and executively. Okay? So... So that is one reason I would say, no, it's not necessarily going to work because they have to be twice as good to, be, to stay alive on the bench. 
Okay, so that's one reason. Uh, Hakeem, I'm going to make you the next caller. Uh, just so let me finish my point, and then I should be done for today. And uh, it will be free for after this. Okay, hold on. So I'm making you the next caller. So the next point I want to make is that this could work. Browning the all-white bench could work. Again, this is Al Sharpton saying, hey, here's the numbers. Your Delaware Supreme Courts are all-white. Your Chancery Courts are all-white benches. Make some changes, Governor. Right? So, so, so Browning could work in the sense of this. Bring appointing African American judges on the bench, in my opinion, is always going to be a good thing. I resent the fact that this did not accelerate. You know, uh, Al Sharpton in his article has said, Delaware is a 30% black. I do not know that for a fact, but he says so. 10% Latinos. I do not know that for, for a fact. But he's just saying, by that demographics, the courts cannot be this white. Oh, by the way, actually, Delaware Bar Association recently considered lower the standard in the bar examination so that there could be more black lawyers in Delaware. I do not know what happened to that. I just want to tell you that is a fact acknowledged by the Delaware Bar Association. All right. So now let me go back why I believe the browning of the court could work. Because I have said it before. I haven't noticed this. Jurisdiction, uh, sorry, jurisprudence, because this show is called uh, the People's History of American Jurisprudence. Jurisprudence, this word itself means the science of law. Okay, the philosophy of law. The law, the justice system has to be consistent, equal, and most importantly, coherent. As this famous law professor by the name of Lawrence Tribe has said, he has found that U.S. Supreme Court decisions are incoherent. Why they're incoherent? I have said always, the courts has been a tool of politics, more specifically, the politics of white majoritarian power. It does not follow the law. There's no Jurisprudential, uh, jurisprudential incoherence. Uh, so, by browning the bench, that incoherent decision can be issued by a black judge to a white litigant or party. That might stir up a lot of disagreement, hate, or whatever feelings among the white population of white litigants, that court, this court that we know, as we know, need a foundational change, need a fundamental change. If that happened, I actually think that's a good thing. So in another words, in today's case, I'm talking about another white victim called the transperfect being the victim of a judicial white privilege. Think about it. If a very outrageous decision is handed down by a black judge to a white litigant and it causes a tremendous amount of repercussion, that will be a great opportunity for fundamental 
reform in our justice system. Now, as I said, I am in sincere hope that Donald Trump will be indicted for espionage offenses. Not because I believe he's guilty of that, but because I think he will put up all kinds of money and legal resources to showcase how our justice system is broken. And as you can imagine, he will bring up Hillary Clinton, he will bring up Hunter Biden, and he will now bring up Joe Biden. Right, so that is one of the greatest opportunity we're, we're going to have. So I'm hoping you no, know, that's going to happen. So, with that said, I'm just going to once again to stress that concluded by saying this: the reason I want to bring up this this trans perfect case is also because of a TikTok. Going back to what I talk about, the seizure of Russian assets. If the European Union can seize the Russian assets, then the U.S. government can seize the assets of a TikTok. Everything TikTok owns, under the disguise, under the color of a national security, right? Because TransPerfect, in the TransPerfect, a state court, a business court, can take ownership and sell the ownership of that privately owned company. Why not the federal government? Why not the national security? Deep state, right? So I care a great deal about those for the reason for that reason. So, 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 so that is pretty much uh, you know what I have in mind for this Sunday. And uh, any comments from the panel, Brady, Heidi? Oh yes, Hakeem. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> about you, go ahead. Um, I just think I'm I'm so far just kind of impressed about how. Um, in depth your knowledge is on these subjects i don't i'm i'm actually learning from it i i don't know whether i i don't agree with everything but i because a lot of things i don't know um i i will admit that i've been very politically apathetic and um removed because of um just disappointment with a lot of things so i haven't followed so really a lot of what i'm doing here when i come to these rooms that have these subjects is i'm learning from you guys and so I'm learning where you stand on it, and that's my entryway into these subjects. Um, but what I can say is about the browning of the bench, as you call it, um, there are there are a lot of complex issues, and I think you, you touched on a lot of them. Um, one that I was going to say is, yes, uh, that bringing someone of color, any, and here's a term I just only learned a couple days ago from the show from a person who I co-host with her astrology show, I learned the term BIPOC. Can you believe I didn't know that before? Uh, you know, black and indigenous people of color. I had no idea that that was a thing. That was a term. So um, I'm really kind of removed from a lot of it. But um, to put anyone on the bench like that, to the browning of the bench, it's a very complex situation because you have two things happening. One, um, and, and I reference a lot of uh, fiction and movies for this because they do have a lot of good points to make. But in the... The movie um, Boys in the Hood, if you remember, there was a so-called, you know, Uncle Tom cop, a police officer. He was really dark skinned, really black looking, but uh -huh. he was, you know, but he was enforcing, you know, the the oppression by his white partner and just like what the force and the kind of the tone of the movie was suggesting in general. So you uh -huh. have people like that who come in, and I think you touched on that a little bit about the Uncle Tom, Tom stuff and, and everything like that. But the flip side of that 
is that there's also people who are white, who are really um, all about and all for justice, equal justice for all. I mean, one of my favorite bands, Stuck Mojo, said, you know, um, you know, they, they kill, there's, there's plenty of whites, but they'll have you to believe that no whites died for freedom and justice. You know, if you believe the public schools, you know, they'll have you try not to break the rules. But there are plenty of people who are of all races and colors, and I'm specifically talking about white, who would go on the bench, who would be just as much browning the bench as any person of color. Um, oh, yes, I, you're right. Little, actually, I cited yeah. a few uh, judges. Actually, they made right. extremely controversial decisions, but they yes. follow the law, right? They are white and right. they are great. You exactly. know, I did. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, no, I, I heard cited that. three. And so, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's the flip side of it. And I just I want to emphasize that because there's a huge thing in our culture today. And I, I get it a lot because I work at a, a, a very lively bar where there's mostly black people mostly black and Hispanic. And anytime I try to enforce anything for the owner, they start calling me out and say, you're working for the demons, you're working for a cracker, you're a devil worshiper, and you're uh -huh. working for the white man and all this other stuff like that. And it's it's gone such a flip side the other way that it doesn't make any sense because he's not even, the guy's not even like that, but they call him a racist and they call me an Uncle Tom and they say all this stuff. Um, and so I just want to you know, again, just emphasize that what you said, that it's a good point to make and people need to understand this, that there can be just as much equal justice, regardless of who is on the bench or anywhere. Um, yep. It's just because people are individuals. And yeah, again, you have people who are um, self-hating uh, right. bigots and, you, and, and right. it's about gravitating to power and, and you know, That's whites right. oppressed whites before and enslaved whites before. But the and thing about it what, is they, they overthrew that in, in, in numbers and it's kind of yeah. like it, 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 you, you go to something else instead. But if whites could oppress other whites, they would do it in a heartbeat, but it's not that easy. So you do divide right. and conquer. But what so, Lance said, too, is true, that there's a lot of class separation and things like that. And once again, my last thing to say, and I'll, I'll bow out, is that um, I am ignorant to a lot of these subjects. Um, I only know a lot of them from experience, not really um, from looking at media and reports and, and, and academia. Um, so thank you for, um, you know, for allowing me to listen and speak and uh, to express whatever little oh. I do know. No, thank you. Thank you. Actually, as, uh, as far as uh, Lance has just said, I want to add another thing uh, to, in agreement with Lance. Okay. Uh, is Lance still on? No, he, he left. Okay. So, so basically, I've talked about the sting operation uh, on this uh, African-American federal judge who got impeached and all that, right? Uh, first of all, this FBI whistleblower is a Vietnam vet uh, who turned the lawyer. There's another Vietnam vet who turned lawyer by the name of Brian Wilson. These uh, two folks literally turned themselves from being a soldier uh, into a, like a hardcore, I call it a civil insurrectionist against the, against the U.S. government. They are just brutally attacking the U.S. government being the criminal in all these fronts. So this guy, uh, Frederick, Whitehurst is one of them, right? He basically says the FBI fabricated the evidence so that they can conduct a sting operation against this black judge. And uh, I want to share with what Lance said, where the poor whites also share the same feelings. Guess who is another illegally uh, 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 concocted sting operation? 
Donald Trump. Remember, uh, James Comey actually brag about uh, uh, sending FBI uh, 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 agents into the White House to interview, I think, Donald Trump and uh, what is, is that, uh, Michael Flynn. And plus, this guy, uh, Rod Rosenberg, literally discussed wearing a, 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 a listening device to meet with uh, Donald J. Trump, the president, the, the top law enforcement officer of the country, based on a mere allegation that he is a Russian spy. So, so what I have always said, these days, the white people, especially the poor whites, has increasingly become the victims of white privilege themselves. And a lot of MAGA people are not like wealthy business owners. They're just like, uh, you know, some poor white people in some, you know, I went a lot into a lot of them in Florida. I mean, I actually shot a picture of this guy's truck. Actually, not this guy. He actually has a, a, a companion, a female companion. But he's, he is uh, uh, looking into the dumpster of a Dollar Tree store. Uh, looking for any usable items or food and all that. I came across a three different level of uh, homeless people. And uh, this guy is probably the lowest of them all because he's literally you know, rummaging dumpsters to find things to hey. use and all that. <laughs> Go ahead. I represent the Go poor ahead. white people. I actually dumpster dive regularly. I love it. It's one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, 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 was, yeah. uh, I took a picture of this guy's truck because it's a very unique truck. It's a light blue color, uh, old Dodge van, but uh, it's a truck. But it's so, I just, it has that American style, but it's so beat up. Like with a front uh, a bumper, like a bit teared apart. You, but you again, love my Honda Civic. It's a Honda Civic with a trailer hitch. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I can I can envision that, man. So so this is what I want to you know uh, discuss uh, t- uh, today. Again, is that it's not like I have a particular feeling about a particular color of someone's skin. No, it's just you know this uh, justice system just doesn't work. For everybody, it's about time to change them. So, so, so and that's what I want to. I have a address. solution. It, I mean, it, it goes right off Hakeem's point, and I would say, when it comes to the browning of the bench, it doesn't necessarily matter so much what color the people on the bench are, so much as they are willing to have a conversation about civil rights in front of an infrared lie detector. Yes. <laughs> well, I had to pr- I proposed this. I, w- I was thinking all the benches, all the judges must be rotated once every two years. Nobody is appointed for life, you know, because all lawyers and the judges, they are supposed to be equal professionals. You know, nothing, you know, make any person a special to be a judge. You know, let them all rotate among themselves. And then let, uh, let's have a citizen's uh, commission on judicial performance. So all these uh, lawyers, they will be take a role, you know, uh, like a, a music chair to be the judge. And we are going to, the, as people, will judge their performance to see whether they are really following the law or not. You know, like I always said, like uh, I think someone has said in the, I forgot uh, who's, uh, maybe Hakeem said, that the African-Americans has been American before the funding of our constitution and all that. And they just got shortchanged under the law, period, right? Yeah. And so, 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 mm-hmm. go ahead. Um, 
what wait, what was that that last point you just made um what did you mean can you just back up a few sentences i just I missed uh, about, that for some reason. sure uh, about what um about the um the justice the uh on the on the the bench here you, you mentioned a specific okay. name okay. just now Oh, uh, uh, a judge? Is that what you're saying? A judge? Yeah, yeah. A judge uh, being uh, a suffer uh, was uh, under a uh, sting operation. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. L C. His name is L C Hastings. A L C E E. Oh. A L C E E. Hastings. Um, H A. Nineteen seventy-nine, something like that. He got. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah, But he still came back to office until like. Yes. Like, Good for him. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, he did. But again. Okay. It's not him saying the uh, investigation of him is unfair. It's a FBI whistleblower, a white person, a lawyer, a Vietnam vet, saying the FBI fabricated documents to establish the sting operation. Okay, so 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 it's not him saying, "Oh, I'm being investigated is unfair." No, you know. So, but go ahead, Navet. You want to say something earlier? No, I was just was asking Hakeem if he lived in Florida or was it just like a pass through zone? So, Hakeem, where are you living right now? I was asking him about his situation in, in Florida. I'm in Virginia at- Beach, but in Florida, I lived there for 13 years, guys. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, and uh, Peter, a-, a little bit off topic question, but. Um, Go ahead. Uh, it's open foreign now. I'm done. I'm um, say again. Sorry, say it again. Ni lai zhe zhong gu Shanghai. So, so very oh, close Shanghai. to Hang, oh. uh, to Hangzhou. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, what major you were in, uh, Hakim? When you were in Hangzhou? Um, I didn't have my my wife was an English teacher there, and I was um fighting in martial arts competitions all over different parts of Asia. So I was in, um, I was in not just China, but our home was in, in Hangzhou. And I was okay. uh-huh. around Japan, Korea, Thailand. So okay. Was- okay. Well, you, you, I mean, I, I, you know, I applaud your, your, your life experience uh, being there because uh, I have said in my past episodes, I think uh, these days, even among African Americans, they lack the uh, that global perspective that uh, Muhammad Ali and the Malcolm X and the MLK uh, had uh, during their time, during their struggle. And uh, you know, I, I just believe it's that it's very uh, true, and it's very uh, necessary to get that kind of sophistication because it gives you a completely different perspective, especially. One thing I'd like to point out, and, and I'm pretty sure you know this, but a lot of stuff that's on American media about China is absolutely not true. And <laughs> what's, what's really interesting is mm-hmm. that I hear people, this is how I know like some people are just having a lot of brainwashed ideas. I've heard several people in completely different platforms say that China shouldn't exist anymore. And I'm like, why would you say <laughs> yep. that? And I'm like, why would you say that? Brady, mm-hmm. did you ever say that before? Or am I wrong about that? Or somebody said that. And I'm like, I heard somebody on Colin say that. And I heard somebody on a completely different platform say that. And I'm like, wait a minute. This this is definitely a brainwash because it's the exact same phrase in the exact same order. And I'm like, why 
would you say something like that? That would would you then say that somebody if somebody's okay in saying America shouldn't exist? Because when I lived over there, all of the different stereotypes did not apply to me. First of all, a lot of black people said you're going to experience racism. You're going to get you're going to have culture shock. This and that. When I went over there, I felt the most relief I've ever felt in my life. The police, the the teachers, the citizens, everybody treated me with utter respect. Only one person called me Hegway. Like, and he was just a mad old man um, who was being an asshole. And then I said, and I said to him in perfect Chinese, I said, "Oh yeah, what's your headway?" Nisher, Nisher, uh, I said, uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, I said Nisher Hongwei, right? I was like, <laughs> right, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I like your response. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but, but, okay. but my point is, is that there's a lot of things you'll hear that if you don't travel. That you'll think like, okay, when I was in Russia, when I was in Moscow and Alexanderplatz, nobody treated me like shit over there. I was very welcome everywhere I go. Now, I do notice that I was more welcome in Taiwan and in Macau than I mm-hmm. was in mainland China. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even a little bit, it was weird. Hong Kong was a very strange place. Um, but everywhere in Shanghai where I went, I mean, I had to go there a lot because that's where the U.S. consulate was for my area. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, but like... You know, Kazakhstan, no matter where I went, Korea, Japan, everybody, people say all these things about these countries that you go there, this and that will happen. And I didn't experience any of the negativity. But then again, mm-hmm. I don't also experience a lot of the negativity that a lot of blacks in America do. Even when I was experiencing it as a kid with those officers mistreating me and people trying to set me up, it was a lot less so than other people who acted a, a completely different way. Because usually when things are happening, I just stay quiet and I just listen and observe. And I think that um, there's something about that, about the quiet observation that either intimidates or just calms a lot of people down. Because I even notice even now, like a lot of police officers, um, wherever I go, even if there's a whole gang of them, if I look them straight in the face, they'll look away. So it's um, it's uh, and I'm not quiet and I'm not aggressive and I'm not intimidating. It's just that I just usually keep quiet. And I think that one of those that something about that is very soothing to people or it yep. might be very intimidating to people. So there's mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not naive enough to, to, to not notice that it, it's, it can be either one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I love so my I, time in China and I wish I could go back. But, you know, a lot of stuff is happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to respond to what you had said. So, first of all, when you encounter that uh, old disgruntled white guy called you, uh, you know, uh, 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 black oh, no, go- uh, a black ghost. Chinese right? guy. Chinese guy. Okay. Yeah, Chinese guy, right? Yeah, yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say yeah. is this is that uh, I call them, it's called a, a private to private wrongful act, meaning a private person did something wrong towards you. Not it. Right. But- uh, not correct. Would you correct? What, but uh, as you can tell, is that what I always ask about? What about the government? Because of what I care about, what is our law? To me, law is a social contract written to regulate the interpersonal relationship, right? So my my the reason I'm doing this show is that to me is that I understand uh, a Chinese person may hate me, a non-Chinese person may hate me. That's okay. We, we live among haters, right? Again, even in calling, I, like, like I said, all these uh, interpersonal hate or, or, or disparagement is totally unjustified. But I know we live among haters, but they are private person. I have equal rights. They don't like me. They may use a firearm to threaten me or even kill me. 
well, I have the certain, uh, we, I have the same rights uh, to, to, to do the same towards them, right? So we're equal in that. What troubles me most is that when the government is taking the sides, right? Like in my episode, I already said, the government set up the reservations for the Native Americans. The government set up plantations to regulate the blacks as slaves. The government set up the internment camp for the Japanese, right? And it's the government who set up the U.S. territory called Puerto Rico, where they do not enjoy the full and equal citizenship. Right. Why the government, you know, they, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, I can call a Puerto Rico and say, go back to Puerto Rico. It does not do a material harm to that Puerto Rican because I'm a private person. I'm a disgruntled uh, loser and uh, I have a hate against Puerto Rican. You know, that Puerto Rican does not suffer material harm from me, a private person. <clears throat> but when the government, the Supreme Court, Say no, no, no. The, the Puerto Rican cannot enjoy SSI benefit, the disability the benefit. That Puerto Rican has to give back twenty-eight thousand U.S. dollars. That's a lot of money, right? So, but go ahead, whoever I, wants to. I, I was going to say I, I heard a story uh, from World War II where we had we had a German defector uh, wash up onto the shore on the east coast, and he was. Uh, he was he was offering information like he wanted to be an American citizen. He was he was excited at the at the whole uh, prospect of it. And they executed him not because of, you know, any other reason than to keep uh, the story from getting out and keep the citizenry from being afraid that we could actually be invaded. And I think that's what these laws are, are doing. They're trying to. Um, pretend that they're protecting the, you know, the, the silent majority and they're, they're actually trying to make us afraid of each other. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. During the war efforts, I cannot say uh, a whole lot, but I do know this is that, uh, uh, I do know uh, another German uh, case during the Second World War. Uh, it's in that book called uh, uh, Enemies, the History of the FBI. It's a fascinating book. Basically, it's a more than one. There's a number of Germans. They, uh, they landed in Long Island uh, through uh, using a U-boat, a submarine. They are actual German Nazi spies. But when they end up in the U.S. shore, they no longer want to uh, be the spy for Nazi Germany. They surrender themselves. I think seven of them. Uh, but eventually, they were trialed secretly on the top floor of the Justice Department and executed <laughs> and without anyone knows anything about it. So, so that author basically, here's our justice system. We are supposed to follow the law. When, the, when that person you are dealing with by the government is within the boundary of the United States. In other words, I have said in the past is that overseas, the U.S. government can be, you know, can massacre any people. They are, they are off the limits. The court can have no jurisdiction. But as soon as a person being a Mexican coming across the border, or as soon as they enter the country, they have rights. So, you know, that author basically say, look, to these German spies who volunteer to surrender, they are still got secretly executed without a trial. That's not how the law is supposed to work. And the government should not break laws, even if there is a national security interest. 
So this is why I'm going back. Is that why I said TikTok can be forced, seized by the U.S. government and forced to be sold to a third party. Because under all these, uh, I call the jurisprudential incoherence, the government can pretty much do whatever they want. Right, so, so, but that that the Heidi, that's a good point because that reminded me that that particular German spy case in Long Island, New York. So, thank you for that. Anything else? I was Thanks. asking about when you say the government. There are many types of governing. So, I was. Uh, uh, what I mean is the democracy. Our the our version of democracy. So uh, our version of democracy is that. There is a three branch of government, a triangulation of yeah, power. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so you know, my position is that the court is the highest level. Is the court is the gatekeeper of anything and closure, right? You know what I'm exposed here is that it seems to me the court actually, you know, became the instigator of that. You know, that just cannot be. The court, or what the, the, the issue is, it can go deeper than what you're addressing. The origin of what you have issue with is corporate, and there could be a fine line between corporate power and the government that tries to override and influence the government in catering to its needs in corporate tyranny. And you have a governing of the people that's democratic that goes more towards, you know, the, them, the power of the people. And you, 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 the, the thing about that is, like, if, if, you're, if you're a person that just wants to make as much money as possible, you'd like to enslave people and pay as little as possible as a corporation. So, like anything that's benefit to the society, it's not really for your but your best profit driven motive. And 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 you have, like it, it, so so I mean like, there's many ways of governing, right? You have you can have a monarchy, you can have a theocracy, you can have uh, uh, oligarchy. So like you know. I, 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 I'm just trying to like it's just like it's just that it's just that it's just that that government bad, you know. It, it's a yeah. government. Mm -hmm. So uh, well, uh, well, uh, you you uh, you you cover a lot over there. So I, I just want to uh, uh, point one thing to counter your argument about it. it's all about corporate uh, thing. It's not. I will give you a good example, okay? Because that's one of the case I'm investigating right now. Uh. He, just before MLK was uh, killed, uh, you know why he has to come. Uh, he has to go to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, right? Because there is a strike by the city sanitary workers. Most of those workers are black. Okay, Memphis city sanitary workers. Okay, they filed a lawsuit in federal court because they want to form a union. This labor movement has happened in the 1890 something. You know, remember Eugene Debb and all that, right? Oh, by the way, Eugene Debb, I heard uh, he doesn't like black people either. So what I'm trying to say is this, is that, so these uh, black sanitary workers want to form a union while working for the city of Memphis, which is, you know, it's not a for-profit organization, it's a government. Uh, 
of course, the city said no. So to do things legally, the, uh, the, the, these uh, uh, organizers file a federal lawsuit in the federal court saying they have the rights to form a union where a city is blocking. I think it's within 24 or 48 hours, the, uh, the case was dismissed. That fast, okay? 48 to 24 to 40 hours, that case got dismissed. One of my projects is to find out what's written on the opinion of that federal judge saying, no, these black sanitary workers cannot form a union. While the whites already have unions like 80 years ago. Okay, so this this example will show you that it's not about just a, a for you dropped out you dropped out profit you dropped out you dropped out can you hear me right your connection sorry i i'm having uh, a battery Uh, how about now yeah how about now my apology, because uh, the phone is running low on battery, but uh, the charger is inside the vehicle, which will have a poor uh, signal for the cell signal. So did you hear what I said? Using just, So MLK has to travel to Memphis to do a street demonstration for justice, okay? Because the district court, the federal court, already disallowed these black sanitary workers for the city of Memphis to form a union. In 1968, 70 or 80 years after the, you know, again, the you forming a union is a white thing. It's a European thing, right? Unions not, did not start just like communism started in Europe. It's not a Chinese thing. Why do white people blame Chinese for the communism? I don't understand. And the union is also a white thing, a European thing. But they would not allow. The federal court would not allow. The the, uh, the the city workers, uh, the sanitary workers, to form this union. So that what I'm trying to say is that it's not just about for profit. It's not just about capitalist system. It's all about you know as a government, as the gatekeeper of justice. What's the court's role? What the court had done? Go ahead. Yeah. Um... Uh, I'm going to drag my uh, charger outside the vehicle, so great, so you guys can. Profit-driven motive. Uh, of course, a profit-driven is definitely you know another reason why we you know just like Lance has said, there's a, a poor white who are taken advantage of uh, by the profiteers, right? You know, like I said, the union was initially started in Europe by the whites, yeah, not by the blacks. It had whites under a feudal serfdom, oppression of exploitation of labor and resources. Exactly. They, you were have exploitation. That, uh-huh. And you, you needed to compensate that. And the compensation yeah, so like social it, slavery. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, so, and so the origin of, of what you're talking about, of, of exploitation of labor, that's just capitalism. And that was first with whites. And they were, they were indentured ser- servants, too. A lot of them were enslaved by other whites, and mm-hmm. you know it's just easier to you know like that was overcame that 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 whole civil war fight fight, fight was a, a battle of equal inequality versus equality ideology, 
And 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 the thing about it is, what was being fought against wasn't really about African Americans. That was European culture for centuries, and America fled that. They overthrew serfdom and they came over here and they wanted to form something new, democracy. And 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 that fight that was being done within Africa uh, over slavery of African Americans that was a fight that was within European culture for centuries. And people wanted to overthrow that. People wanted America to succeed because this new idea that they're trying to think, this funny thing called democracy, they wanted that to succeed. And that fight was being fought within African Americans. They were just a football. It wasn't really about them. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned like, like I said,、uh, I think、uh, Heidi has said、uh, before that you know,、uh, it's like a Judy, uh, 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 Whoopi Goldberg has said, Second World War is not about Holocaust. Second World War is about Nazi Germany is going to、uh, eat up about the entire world, including you know. To happen, this thing, this thing called America that happened. You're about freedom, equality, and justice. Then everybody, you can't, you can't have slavery. That's a big contradiction. So African Americans, in order for America to exist, they have to have their fucking freedom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, anyone else?、Uh, I know、uh, Jose wants to、uh, call you, so I made him the caller. Go ahead, Jose. Jose. Go ahead, Brady. Go. Go ahead, Brady. Brady, you want to say something? And、uh, enjoying some nice organic bananas that were recovered from the dumpster just the other day at Whole Foods. <laughs> There's you know, Brady, you can do a live broadcast. Uh, yeah,、Just、I was planning on it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, as a representative of poor whites, like we eat、yeah. well, dude. Yeah, dumpster. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you could eat really well out of a dumpster in America. People are just、uh, too full of pride, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> But these are、oh, yeah. amazing. I just had、oh, yeah. one. I'm about to have my second one right now. Honestly, some of the best bananas I've ever had in my life.、Mm-hmm. I'll show you guys a video of what I have later today. Oh,、uh, Hussein. Anything okay, else? Okay, I, I, I wanted. I wanted to say, like,、um, with the economic thing,、uh-huh. like economic equality, and and、um, rate with it, with the issue with race and how they intertwine. It's、uh-huh. kind of if we if you can have your culture of racism if you're okay with corporate corruption. It's kind of like. Uh, uh, it's a, it's it's uh, you call it、uh, transactional. And yes, I mean many things can be said about the、uh, corporate greed, right? I have said already the entire bar association is a trade union of illegal profiteers. I have said that. And the thing law, about law, law, law firms are corporations. They're not here for justice. They're here for profits. Problem how it's a con. It's like if you're okay with corporate tyranny for your bigotry, that means that, like, let's say, if an African American, you're okay with people being enslaved, it does infringe on you because they 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 competing against you. You can't compete against free labor of slavery. The only way you could survive in in communities to be also become a slave. And, and America was going down the direction of monarch back into monarchism. Monarchs were actually behind the Civil War. They were backing the the South, and and, and trying to help. And 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 they wanted that ideology of inequality to succeed because、mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to, they wanted feudal serfdom to come back, and they didn't、mm-hmm. like that idea of democracy and、mm-hmm. democracy being fought. 
in the civil war, you know, and football. And uh, mm-hmm. if they ended up being, you know, so, so, so you have poor whites competing against blacks that have all the jobs and they're working for free. And it's like, that ass fucks me. Like, mm-hmm. like I can't, I, that, 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 that you're put into the position of being beholden to a corporation at their mm-hmm. mercy. If you can't compete against free labor, the best way for your for your security, food, clothing, shelter is to become a slave, pretty much. Or, or, mm-hmm. or it, so, so, so it, 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 it working for free is too much. It's, it, 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 it's too powerful to to overcome. Yes. Paid. So yeah, I, uh, I uh, this corporate tyranny that was being fought within America. Yes, I, you know, again, be, because I'm not a, a black person myself, uh, you know, I don't want to pretend that I, I, I can feel 100% how they feel, right? I'm just pointing out how the court has been treating African Americans from the Indian corporate, I forgot that name, the, 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 the British Indian Corporation, was it called? Yes. I think that's the name of it. They, they, they enslaved. They didn't just. It wasn't just blacks. It was other. It was Asians as well. Yes, I mean, you're probably uh, East India uh, Company, uh, uh, which is a is a part of the opium trade. Also, you know, I'm aware of that. So actually, I'm going to do a house slave uh, episode. House slaves. Okay, uh, there's a house slave countries uh, because uh, this all brought back memories. Uh, but so, but the long story short is that. Uh, Oh, uh, so so. Long story short, is that I will cover those topic in another time. What I want to end today is with this. Uh, last episode, I have asked everyone, you know, not to tear each other apart, and uh, but try to help and heal each other. Right, being the victims, being all of us being the victims of uh, of uh, of mainstream media and the government breaking laws. You know, uh, I, I actually uh, let, let me finish. In fact, basically. I actually got an A caller, uh, direct managing Jimmy, saying, Peter, you have uh, achieved this uh, uh, great moment of a peacemaker at my expense. Let me repeat, this is what this caller directly messaged me. He said, Peter, you have made a great moment of a peacemaker at my expense. So it's the last three words, at my expense. It seems to me it's accusatory somehow I have stolen this caller's either idea, attitude, or conduct, or style that, 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 that to, to advocate for, for more cordial, collaborative uh, participation in the calling platform. So, you know, I, I hold no grudges against anyone, even with those who said things like that. And, uh, you know, I still continue to just urge everyone, just, you know, be, be collaborative. Not being uh, instead of being confrontational, uh, not, let's not to settle any personal scores because we have no personal scores to settle with with each other whatsoever. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, you know, the, the societal ills that we are experiencing, uh, and not just the, that you know, uh, it, you know, that's our goal. Uh, it's it, it, it's you know, it's make this uh, calling community better, uh, not make each other's worse. All right, so. So, 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 uh, Vivek, any last words? Well, well, one billionaire sees another billionaire as a fellow, fellow billionaire. Uh, say it again, I'm sorry. One billionaire.
the same slave ship that would force blacks transport Asian Okay, probably it's me. You're breaking off. Uh, but whatever you said, well, thank you. And uh, so, so let's uh, close today's episode. And uh, thank you again, uh, Brady, for having this appreciation of my show. Was greatly appreciated. And uh, let me know your live music performance. Okay, I would love to join. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of your Sunday.